0: what's up everybody happy friday y'all alex padilla with you guys it's going to be myself it's going to be john browner and it's going to be jason lawhead today scott out taking care of bittin it you know he's got to go out and sell this show which he is uh doing today but before we get started we have a great show coming up i want to tell y'all you better hurry up so i was under the assumption that the partnership with blenders in san diego state was like unlimited amount of sunglasses. They have a goal of 75,000. However many they sell of the 12, you know, it's all going to go to San Diego state. No, they're making a thousand pairs. That's it. They're making a thousand pairs of the San Diego state, 12 sunglasses. So you better hurry up and use promo code Kaplan to get 20% off your purchase. They're 79 bucks. If you spend over $50 online, you're going to get free shipping, saving money all across the board. But if you want the San Diego state, twelve Order them today before they sell out all proceeds going to the San Diego State basketball team. So go check them out. Uh, like I said, limited. If you just go to blenders, Eyewear and search 12, you'll find them. Um, I see they're still currently available. I don't know how long they're going to be available. Ours are already coming in, but if you want the San Diego State 12 blenders, sunglasses, you need to use the promo code Kaplan and you should buy them today. You should buy them today. And then where, if you get them, if you go to the store or something, I don't know. Just wear them as soon as you can. Rock them. Send us pictures whenever you get them. Let us know. But here you go. Promo code Kaplan. Make sure you use them. Shout out to our sponsor, 7 Mile Casino, just minutes away from downtown San Diego. Excuse me. Just a little bit of food. 7 Mile Casino is just minutes away from downtown San Diego and right off the 5 Freeway with all of your favorite table games, a smoke-free environment, and a Sammy's restaurant and bar with a full bar, a great tap list. And according to Scott, the best damn kung pao chicken in san diego you're gonna ask me i'll tell you right now you start off with little duck tacos you go to a balsamic grilled chicken salad you are gonna move on to probably my favorite arugula and pear pizza and then you finish it off with a messy sundae you have some cocktails some beers in between and if you're browner you're like chicken wings lemon pepper and an espresso martini and if you're scott you do kung pao chicken they got everything they got everything at the Sammy's Restaurant Bar. They got all of your favorite table games at 7 Mile Casino and tons of TVs. So if there's a game you want to watch and you're like, oh, I, I where should I go watch it? Go to 7 Mile Casino. There's tons of TVs to watch your favorite sporting event. F1 is back. If you want to watch that, go watch it there. Why not? 7 Mile Casino. 7milecasino.com. Shout out to Price Picks because right now they're matching your first deposit. And first of all, we've been on Prize Picks for weeks now. And if you haven't signed up for Price Picks, please, please, please do us a favor. Please sign up for Price Picks and use the promo code great friends or scan the QR code right there. Promo code great friends, scan the QR code. They will match your first deposit up to $100 and then you can play along with us. My boy Luke Littler yesterday killed it. Killed it. The the the, the 17-year-old dart phenom killed it yesterday. Like I said, he would. So, and Kyle Kuzma. Easy. So, go check it out. PricePix.com. Scan the QR code. Use promo promo code. Great friends. Okay. Got a lot to get to. You got Jason in the house. Browner in the house. Spoiler alert. Four kids in the house today. So, let's see how this goes. I don't even know how it goes. I haven't talked to him yet. But here we go. Let's start the show. Happy Friday, y'all. All right, everybody, what's going on? It's Kaplan and crew with just the crew. Alex Grande, Lawhead, we are here with you guys today on a Friday. It's going to be a fun-ass Friday, I could already tell. Jason just ranted for about five minutes about his his life, what's happening. Browner is on mute because, guess, spoiler alert, like I said in the pre-roll, there might be four kids in his house currently as we speak, which is never the case. So today's going to be a fun, unpredictable show and then considering that we're probably going to talk about caleb williams for like two segments it should be even more fun so thank you all for being here happy friday scott will be back on monday he's taking care of some business and i'm going to take care of some business real quick and just tell you all that we are sponsored and brought to you by the seven mile casino just minutes away from downtown san diego right off the five freeway a smoke-free environment all of your favorite table games a sammy's restaurant and bar the great tap list a full bar TVs everywhere. So if you want to watch a game, if you want to watch whatever sporting event, they're probably playing it at Seven Mile Casino and you can watch it while you play your favorite table of games. And you go to Sammy's Restaurant and Bar and you can get my fancy ass meal. You can get Browner's Chicken Wings. You can go get Scott's Kung Pao Chicken. They got everything at Seven Mile Casino. It's a clean, smoke free environment. So go check them out this weekend. What else you got to do? Seven Mile Casino, sevenmilecasino.com. Fellas, Jason. Thank you for being here. Browner, Yeah. thank you for being here because I don't know what it's like to have four kids running around at the, at the time I'm trying to do a show. You know what I kind of feel like? You remember when I got the puppy and she wouldn't shut the hell up? Remember like like the early, early, early on days where I got the puppy and she was in the kennel next to me crying and she just, is that what today's going to be like except times four?
1: Uh, times three. Times oh, three. Times One two. does have school. The other three go to a private school and because there's a leap year, I guess this is the day they took off. Not yesterday? yesterday. I don't know. I don't know what's <laughs> going on, man. These these people, they don't. I guess they sent out an email. I don't um, even read emails for this show, and I make money here. So <laughs> I damn sure don't read no email for the school.
0: But it so sounds think, like they sent you the link.
1: They they listen. They did. It's, they did. In, okay. in the school's in the school's defense, mm-hmm. they they sent out lots of emails. They they sent out lots of everything. I don't read my emails. I don't. I so I hate you emails. did you
0: pack up the automobile you use and you drove to the school and gates were closed. Lights were off. And you're like, what the hell is going on here?
1: No. So I use the third, I have an altar. I have a, a separate van for child transportation. Alex, you've seen it.
0: I have seen it. It's a lot when nicer got, than your normal car, by
1: the way. Far nicer because I'm <laughs> transporting hum, uh, humans that, that, that are counting on me. When I'm counting on myself, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll Flintstone that thing. Mm-hmm. Um, So, I got, I got ready to pick them up and to take them to school. And, uh, their mom was like, take their pants. There's no school today. I was like, what do you mean? There's no school, no school. How like, what do you mean? No school, school is mm-hmm. in not, no one, no one's going to be there or mm-hmm. they're not going. Like, I got, no, one's going to be there. They're closed. And I went, okay, well, this just made my day a lot funner. So then I mm-hmm. dressed them in totally different clothes and I, and I brought them here. So mm-hmm. there there's a lot happening behind this camera on the other side of here. Mm-hmm. So you want to flip you wanna flip, you, I mean, wanna you, flip yeah. you wanna
0: flip your camera?
1: No, no, I can get <laughs> come here. Hey, come here. Come
0: oh, here. oh, Lawhead. Yeah. Are we about to see Baby Browner right now? Come here. Oh, oh, wow. This is the first. Is this? this is the first. Oh, oh look at this. wow. Look, 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 look at this. this. What's up, dude? Which one is this?
1: This is Jabari. Say hello. hello.
0: What's up, Jabari? Oh, Hi, Jabari, your you're so cute. He's so you're adorable, dude. By the way, they've grown up so freaking much, dude. So oh bad. my wow. god. Oh my yeah. god. These so Jabari, you gonna dunk on a fool?
1: Well, He can't hear you. All right. Okay, get that's right.
0: Wow. I got First of I, I got to text. Bro. I'm gonna good text work. Scott right now. Scott just, Browner just showed a,
1: one of the baby Browners on the show. I feel. I think privileged. he's gonna get mad at you, dude. Oh yeah. He's. Oh, listen. When you don't come to work, you never know what could happen on this show. You know what could happen. Wow. There's a there's uh it's a whole party over here, man. So anyways,
0: good luck to you and good luck to us. I find this very amusing. Uh so I hope they all just start beating the here crap here. out of each other and they just oh by the way, are you about to break the news like that you have multiples?
1: This is say hello. Hello,
0: what's your name? Oh. Uh, Jaden?
1: Uh, yeah, what's
0: here. up, Jaden? Get
1: out of here. <laughs> Jackson.
0: Look yeah. at you, bro. Hello. 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 Okay. I'll go, hello. First of all, this is I great. have two questions. Number one, have you ever said that you have triplets on the show? No. no. I'm blown away right now, bro. No. So this is like breaking news to the great friends. We've never said yeah. it. We've known this, obviously. We've met the kids, obviously. Right. Well, we've never said it. Browner doesn't ever say anything personal. I don't want to make a big deal of it, but to me, there's a big deal. You just showed your three triplet boys who are adorable, by the way, on the show. Saturday Dude. night.
1: <laughs> so, there'll be more insight into this. This is nice. I, I had a conversation with Jason a while ago that at some point I'm gonna have to talk about all of this. Mm-hmm. We've we've reached that bridge. <laughs> we've reached that bridge now. So this is it's a
2: great setup to it.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah Who's I in
2: order? Who came first? What's the order? In, uh,
1: so, Jaden was first, and it was Jackson. Then it was Jabari. They were born uh, a month early. Due okay. To when you have that many people inside of a human, <laughs> right? They they,
2: will, they they won out. They won right. out, uh They were beating the crap out you of each was other a joke, in the womb. There was a joke
1: right there, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So the the smallest one, the one who was born first, they thought he was gonna not make it. And So that's oh, what wow. the rush and getting them all out. And so, uh getting them all out he was the one they were most worried about he was the Mm -hmm. first one out of the hospital he's been the healthiest one ever since um and so it's been a it's been a crazy journey to to go to go to the hospital for a month straight in the NICU and to see your kids in in like tubes and being fed through wires because (laughs) they they weren't developed enough to eat and to be doing that and and to be you know not talking about it and just kind of working through it and, mm-hmm. and, and um, amongst, uh, other things that were happening mm-hmm. at the time, again, these are my, another child. Mm-hmm. And so getting divorced and, and going through that process while all this was happening, it was a, it's been a very interesting Man. time in the, in the Brown life. So, and also, uh, I just want
0: to say from this side perspective, someone that talks to you every single day, it was absolutely. And when you sharing that little part about them being in the NICU for however long and, and all the complications they had, it is even more stunning, st- stunning that for about a year, you didn't say a peep about it. Not a single word, dude. Not, Oh, Hey, I got a lady. I got a girl. She's pregnant. Oh, by the way, she's having triplets. Oh, by the way, they're born. Oh, by the way, they're having complications. Like not a peep, bro. You are a machine and I don't understand how you work. I don't, just don't get the, it.
1: Here's, Here's the here's the sad down, down part to how my personality came to be. I wasn't raised without a father. I, I, this is very people know this about me. I, I I didn't grow up with my father. When I did get to know him, he passed. And the part that I did get to know him before he passed, like that was so special to me mm-hmm. that I never want any of my children to ever have such a small portion to have been around their father. And so for me, it's my responsibility to take care of them and no one will ever get in the way of that. And mm-hmm. so therefore, whatever I'm dealing with, it's mm-hmm. my business, it's my responsibility and it's not to be passed off to anybody else. So oftentimes you never hear me speak of these things because yeah. I don't I don't want any individual to think that I'm dealing with something that I can't handle or right. I'm dealing with something that one, I created and now I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. Like the, it's my responsibility to carry forward. And there's enough around for them to be well taken care of and i never wanted it to ever appear that somehow this was beyond me yeah other than today when i get it you know at eight what, o'clock what's that hey what the,
0: jason the, the most hilarious part about Brower said which is like it's honorable and, and that do you man what is hilarious though is that scott's the opposite scott tells you when he has a stomach ache You know, like Scott, like Scott tells you absolutely every single part of his children's lives, his lives, his personal life to the point where we're like, bro, can you stop? Can you just like, you don't have to say everything on the show.
2: Yeah. So Jason, I like that you,
0: yeah, I like that you brought up the show tomorrow because Jason, we thought this was a, we love when you fill in. So thank you. And B, what a perfect time to fill in because both you dudes, you're headlining Browners featuring. Is that the term? Sure. Browners featuring dude. How's ticket sales going? Can you tell the friends? Because I, I think when you good. said it, I mean, when you I, said it on the uncensored portion, I want you to say it now, like on the on the first part of the show about the discount for the great. Yeah.
2: Brands. So if you say ten ninety, if you use that code um, by buying online, there's like you know you'll check out. Let's say you want four tickets. It goes to the checkout right before you're gonna total. They give you the total. I think it's seventeen dollars each, and then there's a promo code line that you can go into. You hit ten ninety and that tracks you know anybody that i've promoted to we've promoted to um and you get that 10 dollar ticket instead of 17 dollar ticket um i'd imagine that um it's better to buy ahead of time uh, it's not a huge club um but uh you know walking up to the door you roll the dice i know the second show has sold Quite a few because I gave that 1090 code out to anybody and everybody that I know that even doesn't listen to Kaplan and Cruz. So um there's people coming and I, so I'm hoping
0: 90 to get ten dollars off.
2: No, to get a ten dollar ticket, seven dollars off. So the regular $10. ticket is seventeen dollars. You can get a ten dollar yeah. ticket. Every ticket you buy can be ten dollars if you use the code 1090. Um, and so yeah, um, I, I'm not sure. I can't remember. I was looking through my text. Sometimes he'll cap that number, meaning like mm-hmm. if he'll give out because let's say there's 150 seats in the showroom, he might give up half of the showroom. Uh, so that he might cap it at 75 tickets. So if if 75 people already use that code, then mm-hmm. it could be up because then he wants to use his email list to try to f- give his f- uh, regular patrons another chance to buy at whatever other code or just a regular ticket so um i i don't know if that's the case if 1090 doesn't work there's a good chance that that there was a cap on the amount of promo tickets out there and those could sell out doesn't mean the show's a sellout means that the 1090 promo code possibly could be sold out
0: i'm stoked for you guys man i'm absolutely stoked i have commitments with the wife i counted the days yesterday i was not at home 14 of the 29 days in February because of Vegas, because of oh. Arizona, because of whatever other reasons I wasn't at home. So this weekend I'm all hers. And I was like, what am I going to say? No. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> pre-committive. So I hope you guys have a fantastic show. Browner, you said you're going to talk about the kids. You're, you're just, you're starting, you're starting to talk about more personal stuff on stage now. Mm-hmm. I don't want to give anything I'm do away.
1: All, I'm, I'm doing all the legal paperwork now. I oh are of, you right yeah
0: so the the gag orders bro, off
1: bro there was a portion there was a there was a large multi year portion of my life where I was sued for t shirts we sold on this show.
0: Yeah like, I remember like,
1: like yeah like, the brown it, fax
0: t shirts got you in trouble
1: bro in a court in a in a courtroom yeah you know this show made an appearance on a in a courtroom mm-hmm. so it just It's been a lot, it's been a lot to get to this point. And so I'm finally, legally, I'm in the clear. Relationship-wise, with the mothers of my children, I'm in a very Mm -hmm. healthy space with one out of the two and the other one, she's fine (laughs) as a person. So it's been a a very difficult, difficult road, but there's some things that I've always made sure that I was consistent in. One, I was always here and ready to go because this show is important to me. And that I was always ready and consistent in the lives of my kids, and I never, re- I never ever talk about that. But I think sometimes we need to know that it's not just us. Yeah. You know, the three of us on the show, Jason included. You know, working through personal things, and sometimes other people hearing something that you may be struggling with, or something that you may be pulling along, they're pulling along, and and hearing someone else having issues or being in the same space as you with those issues helps another person. And that's what we're in this for. So
0: you hear that John on Instagram, you hear that John? He wants
1: us to talk about, you know, AD's <laughs> 40 against yeah. the wizards last. I gotta, night I that. gotta <laughs> break down
0: the spring training game between the Padres and whoever they played yesterday. Uh, by the way, Scott replies uh, in caps. What the F he does this when I'm not around. So as expected, <laughs> of course, <laughs> as expected. Uh it is uh it is a Friday. There it is a uh it, some people so some people have today off, I guess. But uh fellas, I think the big news and we're going to be joined by Dr. David Chow, pro football doc next segment because I think there was I guess it's a really big deal what Caleb Williams did at the NFL combine. And the way I was the way it was explained to me by the doc and he'll join us is Every, the, the the combine is the combine it, the NFL's trying to make it a show it's dudes running around in their in their tight Nike underarm or whatever it's called you know it's not whose junk sometimes falls out Chris Jones shout out but it's not really about what you do on the field this is the opportunity for all 32 teams to get your medical history to examine your body just to confirm that you're mm-hmm. good like to, that you can actually hey like today, there's a DB from Alabama. Didn't tell anybody. Dude's got a broken foot. This guy's up. got a broken foot. He showed up and they examined him. He said, Bro, you got a broken foot. He's like, Yeah, I do. That's why I'm not working out here at the combine. <laughs> so, like, this is literally what yeah, this is what teams want to know. So, Caleb Williams today uh, was at, was at his press conferences and did a bunch of interviews. He's like, I am not doing the medical evaluations here. And I'm telling you, according to Pro Football Doc, who was a Chargers doctor for 17 years, even Eli Manning did the physical with the Chargers. When he was like, I'm not going to your team, he still did the medical exam for all 32 NFL teams. And don't get me wrong. Caleb Williams' reasoning, I get it. But this is like, this. I think this might be the first player of the future players to, to maybe do this because there are not 32 teams that can or will draft Caleb Williams. So why do all 32 teams need every single aspect of his medical history and what he's currently doing right now? I understand that. But at this moment where we sit today is a very historic thing that he did. And people already are saying, well, he's already – well, so he wants ownership of the team. He wants this. He wants that. He wants it. It's just like adding to the list of the diva things that people are really trying to paint him as. I don't know, Brown, your your future quarterback.
1: No. No, no, no. No, no. Listen, don't do that to me what I'm at some some points you can be vocal about say what you don't want to do by not by going out of the normal Caleb Williams and his people they know that there's a stigma around them about his behavior and what he wants and his requirements and x y z so you don't now when you meet with people when you meet with reporters say yeah I don't mind playing for the bears I would love to get drafted number 1 to the bears or if something happens I would whoever takes me number 1 I'm happy to go there but also, at the same time, throw a monkey wrench in there and go, yeah, I'm not, no medicals for no one, no, anyone. Not for him. No, anyone. nobody. Nobody get medical. And so that, that makes that makes me think that's his way. Now, what if he gives medicals to certain people? Like, let's say the commanders. Well, the he's commanders doing medicals
0: to, to people that he's, me- to teams that he's meeting with. Only the teams Which that he's meeting with.
1: Four teams.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, I mean, now, again, I agree with you. Hey, if, if you're you know Kansas City, you don't need my medicals. If you're Buffalo, right. you don't need my medicals. If you're right. Cleveland, you don't need my medicals. Yeah, I'm Bengals, good. like go through the list. Right.
0: Chargers,
2: Hold you don't need you me. don't need it. Chargers, yeah.
1: you, you don't need them. You don't need these teams are just
2: going to use it against him because they're going right. to play against him.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That's a good point too. I didn't even think about it that way. I mean, I if you know how you do you have the
2: medicals on a guy that's going to be a top pick and he's going into your division? I mean, you don't have a chance to get him. You don't need him. Whatever, it's not on your depth. Yeah, depth, whatever. yeah now you like can use and that the against him.
1: Don't need his medicals. The Lions and the Packers don't. Minnesota right. might get crazy and, and say, "Hey, well, we're going to make a move for right. you because they don't. They don't technically have it. They have a guy, but they don't have a guy in the contract." Mm-hmm. But they're two teams in a division. Why would you give the Lions your medicals? Why would you give the Packers your medicals? For what? What are they going to do with them? Yeah.
0: Yeah, we'll get more, much more into it. It is today, I believe, it is today's top story. But there is a lot to get to. The Aztec football schedule was released. There's some stuff with the Padres. Scott Boris talks about free agency because Blake Snell's still out there. Lakers oh. did win. Uh, Caitlin Clark made some news because I guess she's taking a pay cut because she's going pro. Uh, college football, big news out of college football. Something that I've been harping about for years. And then, uh, I I I think. Sorry, John, on Instagram, fellas, I I went to the movies last night, and I got to tell you. Everybody need to go. Everybody needs to go to the movie this weekend because what I saw last night is what movies should be. You're by the way.
1: Bob Marley? Kung Fu Panda 4?
0: No, I did see the trailer for Kung Fu Panda 4. Didn't even know there was a 2 and 3, to be honest with you. Uh, Dune 2. i will oh. get my review later today. Okay. But, fellas, we are welcoming a new sponsor this week, and it's a beautiful time to bring them on, and that's Blenders because today, and by the way, I read this totally wrong, Browner. Chase uh, Fisher told us that their goal is to get $75,000. And we were like, oh, they're just going to sell unlimited amounts of of these sunglasses. The 12s. Nope. Dude, they're only making a thousand of these. They're only making a thousand of these San Diego state 12s, all proceeds going directly to the San Diego state basketball team available starting today. And they're currently, as we sit here recording the show still available. I cannot promise you that they will be available, but currently right now they are. They're called, The 12, so if you go on blenders.com, use promo code Kaplan, you get 20% off. Search 12, and there you go. Lamont Butler rocking the 12. So if you want them, make sure you use the promo code Kaplan to get 20% off and buy them this weekend because I don't know how long they're going to be around for. Ours are on the way, Nice. Ours are on the way. All right, when we come back, Dr. David Chow will join the show, Pro Football Doc, at Pro Football Doc on Twitter. We'll talk about combines, not just Caleb Williams, there's a ton of quarterbacks that we all need to talk about, so we'll see what's going on because the Combine is this weekend. Jason is in the house. Browner's in the house, both of them performing at the Grand Comedy Club. Go to captaincrew.com to buy your tickets. Use promo code 1090 to get a $10 ticket. We will be right back with Pro Football Talk. All right, everybody, welcome back to Kaplan and Crew with Just the Crew. Alex Padilla, John Browner, and Jason Lawhead with you guys. By the way, they are performing tomorrow at the Grand Comedy Club. Jason headlining, Browner featuring. You can get $10 tickets when you use promo code 1090. Buy the tickets at kaplanandcrew.com. Go to our events page, click on the page, and it'll take you to the Grand Comedy Club's website. You put the promo code 1090, you'll get a $10 ticket. Jason said the second show's close to sell out or like limited available, so hurry up and go cop those tickets before they sell out. Uh, good luck to you guys but right now we are joined by the pro football doc dr david chow who is in parts unknown because doc some history was made today out in indianapolis at the nfl combine right the way it's explained to me what caleb williams did today has never been done by any player refusing to do the medical evals is that correct
3: that is true i apologize here maybe a little background noise this is where internet is on uh the uh, lodge in montana here you can look outside oh, the window wow. here. Look at you. and uh, and i am representing so you nice. know
0: by the uh, way i love that hoodie can you show, can you show that hoodie again i like that that lettering yeah, like
3: that. yeah. yeah. Caleb Williams. look i've been to the combine 20 plus times with a couple of different teams mostly with the chargers with the vikings with the bears etc never once as a player refused the medical physicals never once this includes back in the day Eli Manning, when he didn't want to come to San Diego and he was manipulating himself in the draft, even with John Elway, his manipulation of the draft, nobody has ever refused physicals. I'm not calling Caleb Williams out. I'm not saying his strategy is bad or his reasoning is not logical. I'm just saying no one has ever done it. And they have been plenty of players who have been in his number one draft position before. So it's sort of an interesting strategy to take, to not do the physicals at the combines. He says he's gonna do them with the individual teams, but there are those implications too. Now, I will admit that there are plenty of times where players have modified the physicals and said, look, I just had knee surgery, so you can't examine my knee, I'll come back for rechecks. Or a doctor will say, look, he just had shoulder surgery. We don't want 32 teams tugging on his shoulder. Only one team doctor will do it. You can all watch. So there are ways to modify it, but it's an interesting strategy from Caleb Williams.
0: Doc, can you explain to the people real quick? Sorry, John. Uh, just what is the medical evaluation at, specifically at the NFL Combine? And is it different for a, for a projected top pick as opposed to like, oh, he, this guy might be a fifth, sixth rounder?
3: No. From a medical perspective, we treat everybody the same. There is one medical examination that's done by one of the 32 team doctors. And this involves your heart, lungs, allergies, concussion history, EKG, stress test, things like that, lab work. Very thorough, like an executive physical. And that's done by one team doctor. And all the teams share that information orthopedically there are six rooms and all 32 teams have the right to examine every athlete sometimes i am multiple doctors so from my perspective if i were advising caleb williams and i'm not he hasn't asked me i have no, he doesn't have an agent i have no contact with caleb williams i might have said why don't you do the medical exam because The lab work and other things are complicated, and you don't want to repeat that for Washington and Chicago and wherever else he's going. Just do that because that's not onerous. That's one exam that's comprehensive. And if you don't want 32 teams to get your medical information, you could say that. There's privacy rules. And you could say, look, I'm just going to have the Bears team physician examine me orthopedically, and you five other teams can come watch if you want to. Uh, you know, if that's he's worried about privacy, but this so, sort of refusal and then doing it individually—look, uh, the whole process. If you do a thorough physical and you're not waiting in line, it's at least a three-four hour process in terms of doing all the lab work and tests. Do you really want to repeat those in, in the different cities he goes to? So it's an interesting strategy. The bottom line is. You know, exceptional players, exceptions are applied to that. That may be the case here. But I wonder how teams will look at this. Look, uh, when I was interviewing for my orthopedic residency or for a job and other things, I kind of did what the prospective employers told me to do. But maybe I'm a sheep. Maybe he's trying to be an individual. But it's an interesting uh, strategy, et cetera. Doc, so clear, help help us understand
1: something and kind of clear something up because this seems to attack cloudy. So, is he not doing exams for anyone, or is he simply doing exams for three or four teams?
3: Well, he spoke uh, earlier today, and he said he's not doing any physicals at the combines. That's right. medical exam of the combines, and he says, "Look, thirty-two teams don't have a chance to draft me." Why should I share medical information with 32 teams? And he's not allowing USC to share his medical information with the teams. That's what teams do. They go to the colleges, they sign a waiver, and they get the medical information. He's not allowing that to happen for privacy reasons. That is his absolute right. But, of course, he hasn't missed really any time, but it brings up the question. What, what is there something to hide here? For example, and I'm not saying it's the case. There was an Alabama cornerback who was discovered with a Jones ration. He's going to need surgery. He's not allowed to work out at combines. He says he's going to try and work out at his pro day and then uh, have the surgery. Is there something being hidden here? I don't know. I'm not saying that there is, but he is not sharing his medical information with anybody. But he does say when he does team individual visits, likely the Bears and Washington, who else? I don't know. Atlanta, New England, I don't know who else near the top, that he will undergo a physical. So he's not completely refusing. He's just taking about it, going about it in an unusual way. And I hope people see I'm not dogging on Caleb Woods. I think it's his right to do so. I'm just calling out that it's never happened before. And I do say that it is a little bit unfair that there's been a report about the uh, his dad asking about equity ownership. You know what I mean? In teams, first of all, That is an absolute ridiculous question. It can't happen uh, by NFL rules, and besides a rookie weight scale. But, you know, in an era of NIL, maybe he thinks other things can happen. Look, Tom Brady, who's retired, had to get approval to buy a piece of the Raiders. And quite honestly, if he unretires, he has to sell the Raiders, his stake Mm -hmm. in the Raiders. But it's not an unfair question for a dad to ask since they don't have an agent. I do think some agents may have thrown dad under the bus who— they know they're not going to represent Caleb Williams and so they leak this information to reporters that make the dad and, and Caleb look bad they're new to the system it's fair to ask every question and and, and uh, you know it's fine to say no but so i am defending some of the things that Caleb Williams and the dad is doing but i just find the physical stuff very un- unusual the tactic
0: yeah and doc if, as far as Caleb's medic as far as Caleb's medical history goes does he even have any red flags on his draft profile? Like, is there any reason why the bears medically would be like, Yeah, I don't know. That's a red flag.
3: Uh, right now, medically, and I'm sorry, I just put uh, the speaker up to my ear to hear because it's loud here. Right yeah, now, medically, there is this. no reason to be concerned on Caleb Williams. He had a hamstring issue, not a worry. He really didn't miss any games, not a worry. But let me tell you something every year out of the three hundred thirty guys that come through the combines. There's a couple that end up with a uh, red flag or temporary red flag on a heart issue. There's a Kool-Aid, the the Alabama kid with a Jones fracture, right? There are some things that can be discovered. And I'm not saying that there's going to be. I'm not saying he has anything to hide and he has every right to privacy. I just think it's just an unusual tact. That no other player, and plenty of players have been Heisman Trophy winners, have been number one position. No other player has had to t- take him this tap. That's it.
0: Right. Right. Hmm. Well, Doc, uh, go ahead, Jason. Go ahead.
2: I was just going to say, you know, in I, I kind of, you know, think that it's not a bad chess move when you're a top quarterback, especially in in a league where you've seen. Uh, so many uh, teams try to take every single advantage they can, whether it's stealing signs or the old bounty gate that the Saints did. If I know I'm only going to be selected by one of three or four or five teams, why give everybody else anything to use against me as a quarterback? Well,
3: I think that's a reasonable question, but and you could take that tack. Why not? Like I said, he has every right to. The question that I have, and I'm not one of the decision makers, is that, This is a pretty simple process. Everyone has gone through it. If you wanna restrict the information to certain teams, you have the right to do that. You can say only these five teams can get the information, but instead he chose not to give the information at all, which is his right prerogative. How do teams look at this? Now, I'm not in the GM room, I'm not a GM, but could a GM say, Is this the guy we want to be the face of our franchise, a guy who has skipped interviews after losses, a guy whose dad is asking about equity ownership, a guy who holds himself because he's in a special position outside the physical and what it is? It's a question. It's something that he will have to address. And that's in the the end, I think talent wins out, right? And so it's probably a non-issue, but... Look, that's the number one story right now, and it's yeah. just literally historical. No, look, when Eli Manning and his dad did not want to come to San Diego, they did not refuse a physical from San Diego. They did not refuse medical information to go to San Diego. It's just an observation that this is a very unusual task.
0: Well, Doc, we'll let you get back to your uh, ski trip up there in Montana. Thank you so much for the time. We've taken enough of it. Uh, Enjoy yourself and stay safe. We don't need you popping up on the injury report. One final
3: thing, Alex, that I want to put in there. There's been a lot made about head coaches not going to combines. To me, on a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being big news, people have made this out to be a 7 or 8 some head coaches aren't going. I think it's a 1 or 2. In my 20 years going, I never met with a head coach when I was there. I met with the GM. If you want to show me a GM who doesn't go, that is a big deal remember this is the scouting combine. the head coaches that are going do not have personnel control so why would they be scouting now sean mcveigh's not going but all his assistant coaches are going so they're still getting players seen and remember with COVID, they started zoom interviews so sean mcveigh can still sit in on key interviews with players and get what he wants and look i've been in a lot it's a bear to go there it's a lot of work it's tiring Maybe he's got other things to do and other coaches too. But I think it's really a non-factor. And another part of it is when you're the head coach at Combines, it's such a spectacle. Everyone's selling you something. A former player is, can I be your assistant coach? Or I have this data, or we're selling you this or this product. Everyone's tugging at Superman Cape, including when you walk through the lobby. Maybe they don't want to be involved in that. They can still get information off a of video and Zoom. And remember, they're not the ultimate draft decision makers. So I look at this news as some coaches not going as a one or two on a scale of 10, not a seven or eight. I
0: didn't even well, I don't even think we talked about it, to be honest with you. I don't even think we talked about it, Doc, because cobble is a lot better this time of year than Indianapolis. <laughs> a lot better. Yeah. A lot better.
3: That sounds good. All right. Thank you, guys.
0: Thank you, Doc. Appreciate the time. Always do. That's Pro Doc, Go check out uh, Sixscore.com and follow Doc at Pro Football Doc on Twitter. Yeah, man. I think like he said it, like, is it a big deal? It's a big deal. Cause he's the first guy to do it, but is Here's it a big problem. deal in general? I don't think so.
1: For me as a, as a player who, as a person who wants their team with the number one pick to make the right decision. To me, this is just another thing. That's not necessary. That's becoming a thing. Like he could have just let USC release the medicals. He didn't have to do anything for them to do that. Yeah. I just think for him in particular, The idea that this kid is a diva, and then you do something diva-ish, you there's as a face of a franchise, there are some things that you just you gotta do them. Yeah. And well, here's uh,
0: well, let's let him talk for himself. We've been talking about it. This is Caleb Williams uh, earlier this morning from Indianapolis talking about his decision.
4: I mean, obviously, when you start doing things that's not traditional. Whether you're at a school like USC. And I support you 100%, yeah. trust me. Whether you're here at, at the combine yeah, that's yeah. been going on for, I don't know how many years, but a long time. Right. So um, <clears throat> I'd say the the main thing has just been, you know, it was a decision with my family and my team. Um, and and it really came down to not all 32 teams can, can draft me. So I give all 32 teams yeah. um, my personal medical things there's nothing there. I played all 30, how yeah. many ever games I played. Now I don't even remember you being banged up. Right to the slightest. I've never came off the field unless a helmet came off and a ref took me off. Right. Um, and so, you know, my thing has just been, you know, give it to the teams that that are going to pursue me. Um, so all my visits, I'll be doing medicals, but just then des- decided not to do it.
0: So there you go. Is it you think it's a diva move, Browner? That's that's what you're trying to say because you don't want the guy.
1: Not because I don't want the guy. <laughs> I'm saying there's a list of things that people are now. Hold on. go. Ahead. Hold it's on okay.
0: Go. Stuff. It's okay. See, this is what I love about today's show, Jason. We just don't know when Browner's going to have to go on mute. But, Jay, what do you think about all this? This Is this well, a thing? God. Is it's like – obviously, Browner's very much emotionally you know, attached to that number one pick sure. and Justin Fields. He already declared – I don't even know if you know this. He declared if Justin Fields gets traded, he's going to be a fan wherever he goes. He's leaving the Bears. So, obviously, there's – there's emotional attachment there, but what do you think from an outside perspective?
2: Well, I think that there's enough other red flags with Caleb Williams when you come to the idea of some of the just you know personal kind of emotional choices he made during the season. His father, the baggage, the questions there, uh, the questions on his size. You know, um, you know, really, at the end of the day. Where did he take USC? Where where did they go in a conference that, you know, really wasn't that strong? Um, uh, you know, I think there's enough of those. And look, Caleb Williams or not, I don't mind. I actually think, as I mentioned to the doctor, in these days of these teams gaining every single advantage over every piece of article of anything that they can, whether it's stealing signs or you know um you know bounty gates or whatever else is going on behind closed doors to get every gained advantage there's only a few teams a handful that are going to have a chance to get him anyway so why give any other team anything that they can use against you on some type of report or medical report just go meet with the teams you're going to meet with whether you're Caleb Williams or not because this is the most vital position in sports it's you know, one of the most dangerous when it comes to one hit away, you're one legal hit away, um, with 11 guys always coming at you, right? So, See, uh, anyway, go ahead.
1: I just think that they're sorry about the interruption. There's just too many things around him off the field for me as a person, me for too. Taking him number, for him, for taking him at number one, there are too many things off the field when you get this many warning signs. As an organization looking to take a guy when previous number one picks that have had warning signs, they may not, quote, unquote, bust, but they're always something. And the last place where there needs to always be something is the Chicago Bears because they have all what, – what are you doing? It's
2: not working. <laughs> if you're the Chicago Bears, Brown, I'll cut you off while you discipline your kids. While you're the, If you're the Chicago Bears – and you have Justin Fields, and you have a guy, Justin Fields, who you know whether you want to uh, highlight these statistical improvements or not, he has statistically improved every year he's been the Bears' quarterback. Okay, the Bears in a lot of other areas have gone backwards. Now uh, they they did a nice job towards the middle and the end of the season, as as they ended the season, but is Caleb Williams uh worth giving up everything that you have around you to build with Justin Fields if you maintain these picks you keep what you already have in the queue keep Justin Fields I mean I just don't think, I just think I even if he releases medical and it was the most greatest medical uh, you know that we've ever seen. It was like a Donald Trump physical. I'm Trump just saying level it, medical. Yes. It was the greatest. Nobody's ever. I mean, even ever if he had the that, he there's medical. enough other red flags from his, his leadership, uh, his, his father, the distractions, the baggage, how and really the, good is he? And, and why infinite. give up all that when you have Justin Fields, who's gotten better.
1: And by who, the way, from a bear's perspective, from a bear's perspective, a person who watches every game, the one thing that you are not concerned about, Justin Fields, is off the field. Right. So He's got that ace in the hole. When Caleb's doing these things, he has to be, the Bears organization has to think that he is so, so much better than Justin Fields that they're going to take him because Justin Fields, the leader, the, the, the face of the franchise has been fantastic
2: and he's proven that he can take lumps in Chicago already and get through them. Caleb Williams, I mean, when the good was the good at USC, little old USC, when things were good, it wasn't always great, okay? There were always there was always something wrong even when you know things were positive so to speak at USC and you know they were Uh, above water with wins than losses and you know they would come out of the gate highly ranked and by the end of the season um, they went backwards. USC always went backwards as a team no matter what Caleb Williams numbers say. Uh, To me especially in this last year uh, the Bears forged forward with a lot of challenges. I mean Justin Fields was up against a lot and he could have just went under a rock and those numbers could have went south and abysmal, and the Bears could have been the worst team in football, but they weren't. They 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 played pretty good football down the stretch, and um you know had themselves in an NFC wild card playoff picture. I mean, they should have beat the Cleveland Browns. You know, they gave that game away. Fields almost throws the uh, Hail Mary to win it. If they win that game, they probably find their way in that last two weeks of the season.
3: Well, we'll keep talking about it right now. I got to
0: cut you off, Jake, because we're out of time. We'll talk about it more when we come
3: back. This is Kaplan. and. These are the best commercial breaks of all time. You can hear all three of Browners kids singing,
0: "Old McDonald, had a farm." Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is Kaplan and crew with just the crew, Alex Browner and Lawhead with you guys once again. I'll say it every segment. Tomorrow, the Grand Comedy Club, Jason headlining, Browner featuring, Grand Comedy Club two shows. And Jason, can you tell you? I love how you're like. We do early shows. So you, what time are the shows tomorrow and the promo code again being ten ninety. Six thirty 6 30 p.m first show
2: 8 30 p.m second show i love it get in the house a little early uh for the mm-hmm. 6 30 get down get some couple cocktails get some pizza <laughs> get some dinner and uh that show you know 90 minutes usually a run so uh i'll be doing about 45 at least in the headlining spot and um second show 8:30 get to get there around 8 to get seated 8 8 10 and uh yeah we're going to have fun it's going to be a fun night i think there's going to be a really nice crowd on hand uh for both shows and uh um, nice way to kick off march we're going to we're going to come in like a lion we're going to come in like yeah. a lion
0: yeah, this is uh, this ended up being a lot better than that, like random Wednesday, Thursday show when it was a down storm down the
2: day, two days leading up to it. So everybody was already yeah. checked out for the week. It was almost like everybody, you know. So, yeah, this works out better and uh, mm-hmm. gets people. And a Saturday night is always the best night.
0: Yes, absolutely. You can scan that QR code right there if you're watching the show. Uh, it'll take you straight to the website. You can go to our events page and buy their tickets there. Or you can just go to Kaplan and crew dot com to buy your tickets. Everybody show up tomorrow and support the boys. And uh real quick, we are brought to you by Price Picks. Price Picks. Boy browner dude, we got a new money maker, man. We got a new money maker. Luke oh. Littler, the 17-year-old Again? phenom dart player just hit more every time. More. My boy Luke litter dude, he killed it yesterday. Oh, by the way, Kyle Kuzma, obviously, he was going to show up yesterday. So, those two were winners yesterday at Prize Picks. If you have yet to sign up for Prize Picks, first of all, what are you waiting for? And second, uh, go sign up and support the show. Use promo code Great Friends. You could scan that QR code if you're watching. Uh, great Friends—they will match your first deposit up to $100. Today is Flex Friday. Plenty of deals happening. Browner, is there anything on? I know you're busy, and I know you—you got three <laughs> kids in front of you. But have you looked at today's board? Is there anything standing out to you tonight? Uh, you got a full slate of NBA. Anything this weekend that how about combine 40 speeds today? That's always a fun one, Jason. Would you ever price pick someone's 40 time, like Jaden Daniels, more or less 4.51 40 time?
2: No, I I wouldn't. I would have to. No, I, yeah, I don't know what the turf's. I gotta, Uh, I gotta tell you
0: (laughs) the turf JJ JJ McCarthy's 40 time is a 461. That seems really low to me. I mean, like slow, slow. Oh. slow, right? No, 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 like no, like that. If he runs oh, you four think six, he's
2: faster
1: than if he runs faster four, than six, you
2: thought it would be.
1: I does doesn't does he scream speed to you? Listen, I I'm not on the J.J. McCarthy whatever it's, this bus is that people are driving for this kid. I'm yeah. sure he's a great kid. This guy's not an NFL quarterback. Like Patrick man.
0: Mahomes ran a four eight,
1: and this guy's going to run a what a four six one.
0: No. That seems no, I'm gonna go uh, that's yeah, I'm gonna go a little, I'm gonna go more on that one if I had to take a guess. Uh, but I honestly, mm. I have no idea, never seen the guy. Michael Penix Jr. is a 464. So you're telling me Michael Penix Jr. is gonna run slower than JJ McCarthy?
2: Well, McCarthy's long, He's guys. Had two got ACL chairs, pride. So,
1: yeah. I don't mean it, anything. Well, no, Michael I mean, Penix you... is taller than JJ McCarthy. Hmm. J, I did these, I, I don't. JJ McCarthy had one loss in his career. That's awesome, okay? But you were playing with arguably one of the best coaches in college football and you were a run first team. Like you literally won a game where all you did was run the ball. That doesn't that doesn't, you know, inspire confidence in your ability at the next level. And then I watched you in a championship game against a solid college defense really seem oh, it's average. Yeah. I'm not that's not a first round quarterback to me. That's not a first round. That's a, I don't that's think a,
0: he's a first round quarterback. But these are your top quarterbacks. Uh, Well, PrizePix.com/slash/greatfriends. Use a promo code GreatFriends. They'll match your first deposit up to one hundred. They're both
2: six three, and Penix is carrying almost fifteen pounds heavier than McCarthy.
0: If you're looking at this draft board, I would say for sure the top three are going in the first round: Caleb Williams, Drake May, Jaden Daniels. And then I don't know. I don't know if teams are going to reach on Penix just because his injury history. I mean, the guy is hurt every single season. Bo Nix has been in college football for about 10 years. And J.J. Mm-hmm. McCarthy, I mean, do people even give him any credit for winning the national championship? Or do they just give the defense and the run game the credit? So the I don't know. Market. I don't know how many first-round quarterbacks there are. I don't know if – Four?
1: Four? There, there will the be four? Who's the fourth? I think, Penix? Bo, Nix, I think Bo Nix is going to sneak in okay. at the end of the first round because a guy with that much experience, a guy with that much success, and that many starts – I think mm-hmm. the, the key to me for a quarterback who can be ready is starts. I wouldn't be shocked if you see Pittsburgh at the end of the first round go with Bo Nix because he's got the starts. He's got the arm talent. And so to me, he seems more ready of all of them to compete right now, him and him and Michael Penix Jr. But Michael Penix Jr. has, you know, no legs.
0: Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. It'll be, I, I think, and by the way if you, wait, the jaden stay- daniels hype train is, is picking up steam by the way that jaden daniels hype train is 100% choo, picking up steam choo, I'm I, saw, what? I saw i saw lewis Riddick on on espn this morning who's been on the show many a times and we got to get him back scott's old college roommate Uh, This is him talking about Jaden Daniels and Caleb Williams.
3: And I think his game translates perfectly to the NFL. And I'm telling you this, from what I heard in in terms of some of his meetings that he has had, he comes off super smart. He knew exactly what this offense uh, entailed last year at LSU. He can explain it from A to Z. And he's someone, I'm telling you, there are people who think that this guy is the best quarterback in this draft. Now, that doesn't mean he's going to go number one. But I'm, cl- I, I right now have them basically neck and neck, and really, what it's going to be, it's going to be about the comfort level that a team has with him that's going to decide it ultimately.
1: Yeah. Okay, so which but, Heisman but, Trophy winner you want? Right, the one who seems to be getting better, I, I just, or the one who seems to be well, the yeah. Jaden Daniels was in talent.
0: college a lot longer, a lot yes. longer. You know, yes. Caleb Williams not a, only started for two years. Jaden Daniels. Here's the comparison played uh, almost 20 more games in them uh but stat wise they're very similar they both run a lot too which is which is what you kind of need almost nowadays both heisman winners
1: okay i wouldn't look at But do you though they run a lot like look in at the, the big 3, picture 3, do you yards. though
0: what's that browner
1: Three thousand yards compared to well he was a starter yards? for
0: five years as opposed to two years you forget that Jaden Daniels transferred from Arizona State. He played at Arizona State for three years and then went to LSU. Jaden Daniels has been a starting quarterback starting quarterback in college football for five years. So that's why he's got two thousand more in, yards for three more you, years.
1: Even if you even if you double to start. No.
0: <laughs>
1: even if you, by the way, if you're
0: just tuning in real quick, if you're just tuning in on radio or wherever you're watching, uh Browners three triplet boys, breaking news, are in the house with him for the first time ever. So that's the kids that you hear those are the lullabies you're hearing those are the children's songs that you're hearing his kids are literally right next to him so first of all shout out to browner for powering through today because you easily could have just called out but he's the iron man uh so that's the noise you hear (laughs) hey what's up buddy
1: say hello hello
0: which one's this again
1: jackson sing old
5: mcdonald's
0: what are you doing say <laughs> what are you doing that was, a, doing? Short, that was a
1: short version he just yeah, cut man. out he just yeah, cut man. out some of the lyrics there this is the I second time that. you let me down with a performance son like, you're not coming up no more
0: come on now man Mm-mm.
1: he had a church didn't sing at church so he so they, they uh due to their class they all have to do a performance at church he sings all day all the time it comes time to perform at the church he got nothing he won't sing he just sit down on the stage
0: um, so what were we talking about? Jaden, Yeah. Either way. It is, it is interesting. And this is always what happens every single year, right? Like besides the Andrew luck here, isn't it always someone's coming up? Someone's tumbling down. This is just what happens. Who
2: would, who would you say though, out of this group of quarterbacks that we just looked, who would you say, honestly, from what you've seen mm-hmm. has the best pocket presence of any of those quarterbacks?
0: i got to tell you 100% brutal, brutal, 100% honesty, dude. I've seen Drake May play zero snaps. Okay. I've seen Bo Nix play maybe a half. I've seen Jaden Daniels highlights. Mm-hmm. And I've seen every game of Caleb Williams's career. So okay. I will tell you Caleb Williams. <laughs> Just because that's what okay. I know. I've seen All the right. throws I... that Caleb can make. I've seen him do it outside mm-hmm. the pocket, inside the pocket. Caleb okay. Williams has not been blessed with incredible he doesn't have any first rounders coming out this year he did have jordan addison last year for me i think jay Williams is going to be a very good pro a very good pro all
2: right uh i may disagree with a very good pro analysis but i and i may say from what i've seen the best pocket presence to enter into the nfl might be Penix jr um out of all those names and what we've seen i think a lot of and and the rushing yards are great guy with his legs are great all of that stuff's great but then when it gets to the nitty gritty and why can't Lamar Jackson get a team to a Super Bowl or or the 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 criticism of you know Justin Fields is a great Josh runner smiling. but they got to they got to run they got to run less Josh Allen you know yeah he's a great runner but they got to run less and when you look at the guys that were there at the end of the season this year and we're in the vital games you know uh Brock Purdy uh uh pocket presence Jared Goff pocket presence Patrick Mahomes, yeah, he'll bust a run every now and again, but that's not his MO. He's a pocket presence quarterback. So the guys that struggle under the big lights, yeah, gaining yards throughout the season, that's that looks great uh, over the course of the statistics. But in the NFL, in this NFL, to be successful, to carry a team, Joe Burrow, not a runner. Well, when he's healthy, mm-hmm. pocket presence has gone far. Um, Matt Stafford won a Super Bowl ring, not a runner, pocket presence. So these are nice things to be able to run and use your legs like Daniels and Caleb Williams and some of these other guys. Um, And I know that Penix has been injured to a a degree, but the college football game is a lot different than the NFL game. And if you can keep Penix in that pocket and you can keep him protected and with that Southpaw arm and the ability he has to get it out quick, I mean, who gets it out the fastest, too? Um, I just – I don't know, man. I mean, to me, Penix Jr. looks like the most ready NFL quarterback going into a situation that is beneficial. Um, with If you've got some weapons around him, and you can keep him protected because he gets
1: rid of it quickly. And to I me, will, he's got
2: the best NFL pocket presence.
1: I will add to what Alex – I will add to what Alex was saying. I've seen Caleb Williams probably play eight times. Uh, probably two last year, toward the end of the year, and then I think four or five games this year. Um, I've seen no. I've seen Bo Nix play maybe four times all this year. I've seen Jaden Davis play three times all at the end of the year. What happened? What was better for me is I saw him play the Florida game, which is like the game everybody says put on tape. Mm-hmm. I've seen obviously Michael Pennings play probably the last four games of the season. So. I would say to me, the guy who has the best, I'm in the pocket and I'm playing on time. This is the way the play is designed. Bang, ball comes out. It was Bo Nix. Now, if you ask me if, okay, bam, that's not there, give me something else. That's Caleb Williams' James Daniels. Drake made a no for me. I didn't <laughs> see him play enough. I saw, a half, I saw a half in two different games because they would say, oh, this guy's as good as Caleb Williams. And I was like, No, he's not. And North Carolina had two NFL wide receivers on their team. So I don't know where the Drake Meg, you know, noise came from. Yeah. But I watched him play and I was very underwhelmed, very unimpressed. I didn't think he was special. I just thought that he has the physical mechanics that looks like the prototypical uh, Justin Herbert, Josh Allen body size. And people drew to that because he can throw far.
0: Yeah, I mean the same way that I didn't know where the Trubisky train hype the hype train came from, you know, the same co- same school exactly. and that didn't work out. I mean, he did go to the playoffs once, I guess, but yeah, it's uh it's always fascinating to see like where did like how does Trey Lance get drafted so high? How does Carson Wentz get drafted so high when you're playing in North Dakota State, you know? What I mean, Joe Flacco from Delaware. Sometimes these guys just come out of nowhere, but this is that rare instance where the top two quarterbacks are from prestigious college football universities where both of them have Heisman's and honestly, can I tell you that you'd be stupid to take Jaden Daniels? No. Like, can't tell you that. I don't know. It's Cause nobody knows. Nobody knows. But I do know this. And Proud is going to disagree with me. The Bears are taking a quarterback first overall. It's happening. Justin Fields is not getting traded. I mean, Justin Fields is getting traded. The number one pick is not getting traded. You're muted. I see the boy.
1: I don't, I don't think I'm going to say this. And again, this is what I believe. I don't think Justin Fields is getting traded, but I wouldn't be surprised if they trade for one to two or for one to three. Here's,
0: here's Ian Rappaport telling you why that's not going to happen.
5: Here's my understanding of where it stands for the Chicago bears who once again in Indianapolis hold the number one overall pick. In order for them to move off number one, to trade number one and forego the chance of taking potentially Caleb Williams at the number one overall pick, it would need to be a historic draft haul, a crazy draft haul. And I have not yet talked to any team, one, willing to make that happen, or two, that believes they can. It certainly seems like the Bears are heading the direction of taking Caleb Williams at number one, which would mean...
0: There you go. No one has that ammo or wants to give up that ammo.
1: That's that sounds great coming from Ian Rappaport. He doesn't know It's a speculation, this is from stuff that quote unquote, he's heard as an insider. What I, what, what I think will happen again, I'm not, I'm not an insider. I just, you know, follow the Mm -hmm. team every day that if they're going to take a quarterback and and they, I, I think they're going to keep Justin Fields. I think they're going to trade back. And I think they're going to try to work with, I think they're still gonna take a quarterback, don't get me wrong. But I think they want capital and they want the quarterback. They want the best of both worlds. And I think they can get that. I think they're gonna trade back to two or three, and then they're gonna take a quarterback at two or three. Now I think they should take Marvin Harrison because I think he's the best player in the draft, but that's a whole different conversation.
0: Even he didn't show up for his press conference today. Red flag. Red flag. Mm, right? Yeah. If we're gonna we got we're gonna spread it that we're gonna spread the the red flags evenly, right? Equal. It has to yeah. be equal. Yeah. I mean Marvin Harrison didn't show up. So, there you go, Jay. You did you answer your own question? Who's who's who? I, I just think if you know
2: everybody, everything I've seen, and with size and uh, you know the ability, yeah, Caleb Williams had a great year, but you know he's not going to be looking over college defenses anymore. You know, and you know the, the 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 size scale goes drastically different on the other side of the ball. So when you're playing eleven defensive NFL players every week that belong in an NFL defensive starting lineup um you know pocket presence at the NFL level is way different than college it just way yeah. it just is and i just feel like you know to me Pennix Jr fits the mold of a more ready going into the NFL looking over the i mean look he was a little off he was a little off. He was a little off uh, against Michigan, just on some throws. A lot just, off. A well, lot
0: off against Michigan. I, I don't
2: think he was a lot off. I was going to say he like that's literally
0: some, that's the last memory balls. I have of Penix, and man, he was bad in that game.
2: Well, I don't bad. know if he was bad so much as he was was uh, uh, just I bad. I, 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 I don't he's... think he was bad. You know, the running game was hurt, de- depleted. He yeah. was playing the best defense we've seen in college football in many years, many years, and so. What I think is when he's when he scattered around a bunch of other college players that aren't going to go to the next level on his side of the ball, he held up against a defense that's going to send a lot of guys uh, to play on Sunday and one of the best. So was he off? Yes, he was off. He was a little off over the top. He overthrew a few balls. But to me, to me, you put – other NFL guys around him protecting him. You put an NFL running game scheme around him. You put an NFL tight end around him, and all of a sudden uh, he gets a lot better. I just felt like, you know, to me, he stands up to that type of level of defensive pressure going in early as a young quarterback against everything else that we saw on that list. Yeah, Maybe mean, I'm wrong, saying, but I just, when is the that's my the way, eye is, test.
0: My eye test tells me that. Way, when is the draft? <laughs> April 20th <laughs> something. April 25th. So plenty of time, Browner, you're going to be sick of this conversation by the time April 25th comes around. But I guarantee you this, we'll have some resolution with Justin Fields by then. Like, by then we'll know. Officially.
1: Jeez Louise, man. Let's hope so. That's, again, whatever, I trust Ryan Pose will make the right decision for the Chicago Bears. Is what this I a draft day do, trade? Do you think? Right. But is this the, a draft the,
2: day trade if they make the trade, or is this uh preemptive? Is do they do they solidify do this before,
1: move he, if they make said the he move? he would do it before free agency? Before he, said he would do it before right. free before free agency, that, okay. Yeah. Which I is a couple weeks,
2: that, right? Free agency's in a yes. couple yes. weeks. Yes.
0: So how far, how long after when Justin Fields gets traded somewhere, do you then show up with that team's jersey? Like the, the next day after that? Do you just they go won? to the store? They, you they you got to customize it.
1: NFLshop.com.
0: Okay. Just want to make sure. Just want to
1: make sure that NFL Fal- Falcons feels one.
0: Okay. Cool. Just want to let let people know that that happens. Yeah. You will disavow the Bears and you will put your flag no, no, no. on my, your new team.
1: My bear, gets, my bear fandom gets split. It's 25%. My fandom gets split 25% Chargers, 25% Bears, <laughs> and 50% Atlanta Falcons.
0: What if it's (laughs) the Pittsburgh
1: Steelers? 75% Pittsburgh Steelers, baby. Wow. Representation is important. So when you got my dog, Mike Tomlin, as my head coach. Dude.
0: What about Raheem Morris? Representation too, man.
1: I got to see him do it some more. All
0: right, man. We'll be right back. Uh, Some Padres news to get to, some Aztec news
3: to get to, and highlight of the day. This is Kaplan and Crew. all right everybody welcome back to kaplan and crew with
0: just the crew myself browner and lawhead and like i'm gonna say every segment today these two are gonna be on stage tomorrow the grand comedy club and escondido jason headlining browner featuring tickets can be bought for as low as ten dollars if you use the promo code 1090 go to kaplanandcrew.com go to our events page you can buy tickets directly there use promo code 1090 and you could get a ten dollar ticket two shows 6: 30 8 30 you're in home but you're at home by 10 30 in bed on a Saturday night Pretty yeah three people that care about that so there you go go check them out tomorrow night support the show we always appreciate you guys and we know there will be great friends there because there always is great friends there so shout out to y'all and good luck to you two boys um I do just have to say one quick PSA Browner I don't know if you get this as much as I do and it's probably because I'm on the Kaplan and crew social media pages. Some of y'all need to let it go, man. Some of y'all need to let it go. That could be a long list of things. Blake Snell's not signing with the Padres.
1: Ooh, but like, in their defense, but... in their defense, <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on, hold. Because on, I gotta back him up on this. In their defense, the longer this goes, what? Why not? Well, okay, why not? here here's some cold hard facts for you. If he and taking, Jason... if he out here taking year by year deals. But the
0: year-by-year deal is still, what's the number? What's the number? Because here it is. Currently, where the Padres stand, I I went up and I I needed to find this just to tell people this is why it's not happening. Currently, the Padres payroll for 2024, as it stands, $152 million. Now, that's well below the threshold, the the, the tax threshold, the CBT threshold of 237 million, which if you do that, then you get taxed. But because the Padres have so many big deals and the way those deals are structured, their tax figure, and y'all can correct me, but this is my research, 215 million right now for 2024. That gives them approximately $22 million right before they get to that that tax threshold. So you're telling me And I don't know how this stuff works, but you're telling me, unless this dude takes a Otani deferred till 2070, you're telling me that Blake Snell is going to take less or about $20 million for one year?
1: Again, let's...
0: Two years, 44?
1: Let's just say this. this, And that
0: puts them right there. That means they can't do anything else. Like, they can't do
1: nothing, dude. This is this, this is what I I just want to be very clear about what I say about place now. It is.
0: Oh oh, you muted you. Something happened there. Something happened there. We lost Browner. Go you go. Huh? I love today's Show. By the way, this is something Scott would say. <laughs> this is something Scott would say. I love today's Show. There's three kids running around. Browner, he's distracted. He's trying to make okay, a point, man. and then as soon as he makes a point, he mutes himself. It's great.
1: Destroying everything. <laughs> I I didn't. I was muted by someone else. Okay. Uh. Blake Snell, this, the idea that the longer it goes, the more chances you have, if 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 he defers, because that's out there now, too, if he defers, and, he two at $20 million for a year, we now know that Blake Snell cares about lifestyle. Sounds like that, it. If that's not the case, he'd have taken the Yankees' money, and the Angels would have never come up. So this guy cares about lifestyle. And you know what I say about people who play here? They love it. They mm-hmm. absolutely love it. It's part of the reason they suck when they get here because it's awesome. Go outside right now. Go outside and get some air. It's snowing in other places. Okay. So what I'm saying is Blake Snell at 20 million isn't a stretch, man. It's not a stretch. We'll I think it's 10, a stretch. Defer the other 10.
2: I he's not going to defer because he doesn't have that kind of, he doesn't have that kind of, uh, grip Cash. like like otani that well meaning that otani is going to make off the field money mm-hmm. during this deferment that is just correct uh, mind-boggling eye-popping I that a blake yeah. snell just doesn't have that kind of charisma or or person endorsement he money just doesn't, just doesn't that. exist like it, that. it doesn't exist for blake snell i don't care if he's on his fourth cy young award in a row it just isn't there um so I
0: mean, otani sponsored by a country
2: you know what I mean? like exactly i mean <laughs> absolutely a continent uh, right you know um uh, so that part of it all is you know it's neither here nor there but yeah. but snell i don't think is obviously boris or snell i, I don't see them they don't take any they're not going to do a one-year deal anywhere it's going to have to be two even on the lowest end it's going to have to be 250 million in that neighborhood Uh, Would he take a, would he, would he stay home for lifestyle at 22 million to keep him at the tax two year 44 with, uh, you know, a bonus if he wins another Mm -hmm. Cy young, possibly. But Mm -hmm. um, so I agree with Browner in the sense that I don't think, you know, in defense of the let it goes, I don't think it's still impossible. Mm -hmm. um, But, you know, I think obviously boris is f- still feeling the, so speaking of boris the there market. was a
0: press conference yesterday and i love what you just said he is feeling the market because i think scott boris 100 percent overplayed his hand with yeah. both cody bellinger and blake snell sure and i think now yesterday they did it or was it this morning they did a press conference uh in arizona with cody bellinger and scott boris uh not his fault not his player's fault but the market's fault
3: when you go into these things, there's variables. And what are the variables? And the variables relate to uh, teams and,
2: and such. And We have some irregularity going on in this current market. We have close to 11 teams that are spending less money than they did a year ago on, on competitiveness in light of the fact that we have record revenues in baseball. And when you have that irregularity ongoing, that obviously is something that we had... I think 15 contracts of four year or more signed in 22. And then in 21, the same. This year, we've had four.
0: So it's the, the irregular, irregularity of the market. You know, teams last two years were just handing out money. How dare they Wah. figure out that those deals are stupid? And they've and been now burned. Nobody wants to give these right. monies out. <laughs> they've been burned,
2: the Bogarts types of contracts. I mean, and like, it, well, there was a, a, a period of money ball. And then, Mm -hmm. okay, let's go spend a bunch of. Well, it came and it totally overcorrected overnight. And so you've got all these monster contracts, and not everybody can defer like Otani. It's just. Or will. So you have this like clash of the Otani deferment and everybody else getting burned on either a Bogart's deal or whatever other long term deal they feel burned on. And then
0: pool holes. You could look at Rendon. It's not just exclusive to the Padres. Of course, I'm just saying. Yeah, Yeah. yes, absolutely. The current one that matters here in San Diego, Xander Bogarts right now, people are not loving that deal. Maybe some people like Scott don't love the Manny Machado deal. You're looking at you Darvish. That dude's got five years left on his card. He's going to be 42 years old. He'll be 42 years old pitching on this team. Yeah. So when Scott Boris talks about the irregularities of the market and how teams uh, are making more money but they don't want to spend it, no, they're just smartening up on their money. And I'm not sitting here to tell you guys that players shouldn't make the money. I just think in baseball, these 10, 12, 14-year contracts, what? Like, those days, I think, are numbered. And I know we just got a few of them. And I know the Dodgers just handed out a bunch of them. But those, I don't, for Cody Bellinger and Blake Snell, I just don't see it.
2: Well, the the non Dodger teams that were doing that are going to have now ceased that operation, right? So the Dodgers and the Yankees can always, uh, always, and will always be able to offer that. But these other teams that tried to jump in, and when the Padres, when a team like a Padres gets burned on a deal or a Mariners gets burned on a Canoe type of deal, like then they go, we can't do that anymore. Like we tried to do what the Dodgers do with one or two guys. Well, they can do it with five or six, and we we don't even want to do that anymore.
0: And you're muted, Browner. I know you're trying to make a point. So the
1: two Texas teams. <laughs> yes. The the Rangers and the Astros. They seem that they seem <laughs> to have the ability to do it. Right. The Dodgers and the Yankees. That's the list, buddy. That's yeah. the list. And but you gotta remember UCLA too,
0: me. the Padres don't have a TV partner. The Correct. Padres are doing Padres.tv. The Dodgers are getting a hundred million dollars a year from their television partner the Yankees have their own in New York you know like these these teams are bringing in this income this revenue on absurd levels compared to the San Diego Padres you know Peter Seidler's gone I just want to reemphasize that point too like that dude was going above his means for two or three years there and now we're back to reality are we going to be a Oakland A's again you know we're going to be a 50 million dollar payroll no but are no. we gonna be are we gonna be breaking the, the tax threshold year after year? No, even the Dodgers just, stopped doing it for a year because they didn't want to do it anymore.
1: It was Scott Boris's job to read the market and forecast what he could get. If mm-hmm. I'm Cody Bellinger, I'm side eyeing him like, bro, listen, I already heard this speech. You don't need yeah. to sit up here. I don't why are yeah. you here? Why are you already lost me money? By the way, he looked like a fool.
0: He was at Xander Bogart's press conference as well, the one that I went to because I'm a member of the media sometimes. So like this is the Boris thing man. He's the Jerry Maguire. He's you know, he's you he got to be up. He's diddy. You he got to be all up in the videos. Uh, uh, dancing no, 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 no. all up in the video, you know what I'm saying?
1: <laughs> I I think that if you're Scott Boris, I don't want to hear about you talking about the the market fl- varies or fluctuates. Fluctuates because at the end of the day, that's your job. That's your job to figure that out. So what are you going to say when it happens to Blake Snell? The same thing? Oh, the market was unpredictable. Oh, yeah. That's your job is to predict by the, way, the market do you guys, who has money. You and, you guys, and he
2: contributed to this,
1: th- this volatility
2: in this market. He's right. it's, it, it, it's the mean, reason. He is,
0: yes, he is the Bitcoin.
5: <laughs> I
0: also want to point out that I no, longer ever, I no longer believe that the Yankees ever offered Blake Snell $150 million. Me neither. I think that was Scott Boris putting it out there to try and drive the price up somewhere else and I do not think that Blake Snell has been offered a 150 million dollar contract by the New York Yankees. Nor do I believe he would have took it. Yeah, I think he would have
1: took it. Absolutely, or anybody would have took it. it. Or by now, he would have taken it. it, it that, so that that report so let's that there say, was an offer on the he table, he would have took I it. I would have
0: snatched that
2: thing. So let's <laughs> say,
1: let's say that that at one, just for the sake of this conversation, let's say that at <laughs> one point in time, it was an offer like that out there for him. And he wanted to take a couple of days to see what else was out there. And the Yankees went, Wait, what? No. Right, right. It was take it or leave it. And you didn't take it. So we're done with you. And so now that offer's gone. Because if I'm the Yankees, I'm not sitting around with 150 million for you to just keep dating around the room. Nah, bro. So I believe, I'm like you, Alex, that offer's gone or it never existed. And the Yankees were doing him a solid by saying, Oh, yeah, not denying it.
2: I There's think no it way. was never. I think it never existed, or because I think the Yankees would have outed him. I think the Yankees would have said these guys balked at that, you know, and and it, it would have outed Boris, and it, because they're they're not going to let Boris get away with using that as some kind of, you know, uh, I mean, if if they balked at 150 million to go play for the Yankees, right? I think the Yankees would have outed that.
0: Yeah, I think that Browner's point about lifestyle—he doesn't want the pressure—and I brought up he doesn't want to shave. You know that could be part of it, but I think we would have heard about it by now if that offer was real. Like the more you, the longer this dude—it's March first. You know the Dodgers and the Dodgers play in nineteen days. Nineteen days—they're traveling to Korea in like two weeks. Like literally, probably less than two weeks, they'll be in Korea. Like this, they're gonna leave Peoria in like thirteen days, I believe. So this isn't the Early days of spring anymore. This is this is, is mid spring, the season is upon us, and there is no deal. And listen, I could be overreacting because the Padres and Dodgers play earlier than everybody else. I think opening days of twenty eighth, but still, Blake Snell, if he had one hundred fifty million on the table on the, if he had one hundred fifty million dollar offer on the table from the New York Yankees right, right now, now, he would be a New York Yankee right now. I agree, I agree. He'd be I waxing agree. his lip. Yeah. <laughs> and so and anything right.
1: else they asked him to for one hundred fifty million.
0: Right now, it's time for the highlight of the day. It's time for the highlight of the day, man.
5: Do you want to get high, man?
0: I'm just really high. I also want to point out, before I get to the highlight of the day, that there are two of the hosts. Okay, I'll say it this way. Three hosts, four hosts, if you include Jason. Eight children, part of the family. All eight children start, their names start with the name J. Just put that together. I just put that together. Uh, that's a thing. All of them. All of them. Justin, Jillian, Jaden, Julia, Baby J. Oh, and wow. then what are your kids, your boys' names again?
1: Jaden, Jackson, Jabari.
0: So there's two Jadens of the eight. Yeah. I don't know if they're spelled differently.
1: J-A-Y-D-E-N. They're all, J- they're
0: none but on this team. Number J's right. on this team. All right, promo code is Better Bud. Spend a minimum of seventy-five dollars at Tory and California Holistics. You're gonna get seven. You're, you're going to get twenty percent off your purchase at Tory and California Holistics. It's unraveling at Casa Browner with as he has triplet boys. Uh, that's my highlight of the day, Jason. He went public with that news. But I also it's do have a real the big, highlight It's of the, the day. highlight of the week. Highlight <laughs> of the month. Highlight of the year. Yeah, I actually think that this has brought so much joy to me today that Browner shared this news. I don't know why. Like the fact that we don't have to keep another secret anymore. The fact that we could just say we went from, oh yeah, he has four kids to now we we're like, oh yeah, he has triplet boys and they're adorable. And look at them. But anyways, uh Jason, have you heard this is the real highlight of the day. Have you heard of the story of Chief Saholic? Chief Saholic. Chief Saholic, a unofficial mascot for the Kansas City Chiefs, who would dress up as a wolf with a big old red Kansas City jersey, go to every single Kansas City game, uh, was like one of the top recognized fans in the NFL. Chiefs Saholic, like a no bank idea. robber or something. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah then I. A, right. This is I, yeah a continuation of the story that I brought up earlier, okay. Brown. So he pled guilty to yeah. a felony bank robberies where he stole. Five no, excuse me, eight hundred thousand dollars worth of cash to go to games, like he That's did, what it he was doing, doing it. it right. He was doing it so he could go to all these games. It was like like the movie Point Break, they were just robbing banks just so they could go around the world and surf, right? Right, we're not trying to like <laughs> roll around in Lambos and stuff. I'm just trying to go watch my home play some football. Uh, so he's faces up to 50 years in prison. I wanted wow. to play this yesterday, we didn't get to it. This is not an SNL skit, this is a true clip from the news. This is Chief Saholic. This is his lawyer. This is a statement that his lawyer decided was an appropriate response to his client pleading guilty to felony robbery where he faces up to 50 years in prison.
5: This is a real clip. This is not fake. From the beginning of this case, folks, the government has been blitzing and Xavier's pocket was collapsing. But today, Xavier stepped into the pressure he took responsibility for his actions. He stood up in court, humble and repentant, and admitted what he had done. Now, if I know anything about Xavier, and if the Chief's Kingdom knows anything about Chief's Aholic, we know that he doesn't give up. We know that if he stumbled, and he fell he didn't let his knee touch the ground and that's because he's capable of doing a great thing and he knows that there's still hope we still have a lot of work to do on his case but Xavier wants everyone to know that he loves the chief's kingdom he loves Kansas City and he hopes that you'll rally to his support thank you and God bless That I love him. That's
0: that's Matthew Merriman, aka Better Call Saul in real life. Oh I my just, god,
1: <laughs> that was incredible, his, dude! His knee never hit the ground. What? <laughs> the pocket collapsed, and his knee never hit the ground. Did this guy think his client believe. didn't play for the Chiefs? He's aware of that, right? His client was I don't never think so. a member of. I don't think so. I think I
0: don't think so. I think you're a Chiefs ala Oh, he plays for the Chiefs. Cool.
1: I mean, just. We used what? to be a
2: serious country. This place used what? to be somewhat oh. of a serious country. It's over. It's, it's over. just all of it has just been down. It's, the, it's just it's not serious. This First of all, the case wow. itself is
0: the case itself is awesome. It's going to be a movie. I guarantee you it's going to be a movie or a terrible like Hallmark series. It's going to be like Bear Cocaine type of movie. Cocaine Bear. That's cocaine bear.
2: It, that it's going to be like the, it's going to be at that you're, you're level of like ridiculousness like it's, uh, gonna, well, it's a chiefaholic is what it's going to be chiefaholic you imagine just, it
0: would be literally who said it i don't know for it is literally point break like i said that, this, yeah it's
2: yeah banks just so they could go surfing they didn't have any other intent they weren't like you know master criminal minds they never wanted anybody to get hurt it was like the last thing was like to shoot the gun they 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 wore you know president's masks to make it funny Dude, that's what this is but this guy's gonna cocaine
1: wear Bear was a great movie by the way cocaine was
0: it bear was a great movie
1: yeah it's awesome By
0: the way, has there ever been another movie that was a like hey these kids are just gonna do cocaine no nope. and we're just I never not thought gonna, even, we're just gonna laugh woods. about it like that's right. what the whole premise of the movie was that like, these kids did cocaine and got and then lost
2: the, in the woods
0: because a bear and the bear, find, my bear
2: finds the cocaine and gets all coked yeah. up
0: yeah and, and out then out his the little baby bears and then his little baby bears get the cocaine Right. And then there's now there's three little cocaine bears running around. Oh, one of the best movies of all time.
1: Dude, listen, I I I will have no slander on Cocaine Bear around here. If Tisha Hollick turns out to be as good as Cocaine Bear, I'm in. By the
0: yeah. way, Elizabeth Banks directed Cocaine Bear. Yeah, I was gonna say somebody a
2: famous like
0: somebody yeah. legitimate. Yeah, yeah. it was job. Elizabeth
2: Banks. Good call. Yeah.
0: And
1: a true story, uh story. Should we talk about
0: crazy? We, should I give my Dune Two movie review for exclusive no. or uncensored?
1: I want to see it. I want to see it.
0: Should I, but we're running out of time should i do it for exclusive or uncensored i'll do it for uncensored so everybody can see so there will be no spoilers coming for me none at all but i do want to because damn brother browner Ooh, i good. saw it at the lot too oh my god oh. i don't know that's cool i don't know if the lot has amplified their speakers but damn all right real quick uh promo code Better Bud. Spend 75 bucks at Tory California Holistics. Go stock up for the weekend. You're going to get 20% off your purchase. Tory and California Holistics. Oxar Holistics coming soon. I'll be doing a show from there. Uh, and I'm very excited about that. Working with Charlie through that. Uh on radio,
3: uh, LA Football Network, on podcast, uncensored, next. All right, y'all, we are done for the day. This is uncensored.
0: Uh once again, if you missed it, uh these two performing at the Grand Comedy Club, go buy your tickets, Captain and Crew, uh crew.com and use promo code ten ninety to get a ten dollar ticket if they're still available. All right, real yeah, quick. Be fun. I went to the lot last night, seven thirty show to watch Dune two. Jason, did you watch Dune one? Are you a movie yeah, guy, by the that- way?
2: I'm a movie, of course. I'm a movie guy. It's been a while since I've been to the theater. But Dune 1, meaning like the original or
0: the remake? No, no the, man, remake the remake on HBO that was Come released on, during oh, yeah. COVID with Timothy.
4: No, I haven't that seen one. that one. That I haven't movie. seen Sorry. that one. Zendaya Sorry. for two
0: seconds. Spoiler alert. Um, In the first one, like they advertised Zendaya. Like, oh, Zendaya's in this Zendaya. really? movie. She was in it for like two minutes at the end of the movie. Anyways, uh, so I went last night. No spoilers at all. I will not say a single thing about the movie itself. I will just say this. I don't know how else to say it. That movie is why we fucking go to the movies. Like, that's why we go to an actual movie theater. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can watch an incredible movie at home and be all up into it. But when you go to the theater, you go for that shit. Like, you're like, fuck. Like, that was a movie, dude. Like... Whether so, you like the movie or not, at the end of it, you're not going to leave there saying like, yo, that shit looked cheap. The CGI was terrible. Like, you know, you're not going to see like you're going to leave there be like, fuck, I just saw a movie, man, like a blockbuster.
1: I saw, I saw Doom one in the living room. I thought it was amazing. I thought it left a little at the end for me. Like, oh, wait, because I also had, if, I if no you remember, of-
0: they, but they never marketed it as part one.
1: Right. I they didn't, just I said didn't know, Dune. I didn't, right. I didn't know it was two parts. I mean, so yeah. when the first one ended, I was like, what the fuck? This movie yeah. is it's over? I'm, give me yeah. more. Give me more. And right. so then they told me about that there was a second one and how long it was going to take to come out. I was a little frustrated. I understand oh, what you're it's called... about those kind of movies. Because when Tom Cruise did The Last Mission Impossible, you need to see that movie in a yeah. theater. Right. All his movies. Oh, basically. shit. Oh, shit. So that was the last great action movie I saw was the Tom Cruise movie. I'm gonna go see this Dune because I've been waiting on this. I was planning on watching it at home.
0: 861 days. That's how long oh. ago it came out.
1: Mm-mm.
0: Because of because COVID. of COVID, because of the rider strike, because of whatever. It's been delayed and delayed and delayed. And I rewatched Dune, still loved it. Mm-hmm. I went into it knowing exactly what I was going into, and I was like, All right. I might that double up was a tonight.
2: Move. Did they leave it open
0: it. for a part three? no spoilers here sir no spoilers here sir uh i might might
1: watch dune and then go watch dune to tonight in the movie theater i might double up
0: you know how like in some movies obviously nowadays off like comic book well the comic book movies are kind of dying down yeah but you know how like when you see an actor that you've known forever and then they throw on a costume and you're like look at this actor in a costume Mm -hmm. the thing about dune is that you know every fucking actor in that movie like you've seen them in something right like I'm telling you, Thanos, like Josh Brolin's in, like literally name them. They're in it. Dave Batista's something. Uh, right. Fucking Christopher Walken is in it, and wow. like it doesn't take you out of it. You know, you're not like, oh, look at Christopher Walken playing the Emperor. Like, no, Christopher you're like
1: Walken as Emperor. Ev- in the blank
0: Zendaya is in is in a million things. You know, like Timothy Chalamet has been in a bunch of things. But you, they all. Oh, Elvis. What's his Elvis name? Is in it? Austin uh, Butler. Austin Butler, dude. Incredible at whatever uh, character he was. I'm telling you, like you know every actor. Oh, the 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 girl from Mission Impossible, Rebecca Ferguson is is in dude, I'm telling you, they're all wearing these silly costumes and these crazy makeup, and you're not looking at them like, oh, look at this fucking guy in this makeup, like th- this, whoever directed that movie. Shout out to you, man. And like I said, whether you like it or not, that's up to you to decide. I'll just tell you that like, you're not gonna leave there upset that you sat there for almost three hours. It's Dennis Villanueva.
2: Directed that movie. Mm -hmm. Is it better than, uh, so when it comes to like action remakes, is it better than Mad Max, Tom Hardy's Mad Max? From that's a great question. Fantastic. I literally
0: would put it in the same category because I really like that one as a remake.
2: Yeah, they both uh, made
0: another Mad Max, Furiosa Road. Yeah, they they both have to deal with like desert and dirt, but they're completely different. Like, the way this Dune one looks, as opposed to... Because, you Mad Max is pretty bright out in the open. Like, Dune is, like, you're in a fucking sandstorm, you know? You're dealing with, like, crazy shit. Anyways, that's my review. So if you awesome. If you got time to go to the movies, go to the movies, and if you think I'm wrong, I'd love to hear why you think I'm wrong. Like I said, whether you like it or not... Monday, we're going to to
2: see... uh, Monday, we're going to a matinee to see the Bob Marley movie.
0: See, like, Um, that movie, to me, like, I definitely want to watch it but I could watch it at home. Like I I feel a need to go to the theater for that one. Sure. But we love the music.
2: We love music. So we love like that. Like, you know, that's something we want to see in the big screen. If like, you know, we, we wanted to see uh, Bohemian Rhapsody on the big screen Mm -hmm. with, uh, you know, the, the, the queen movie and that kind of thing. So, um, but yeah, I'm going to have to maybe, uh, entertain the idea of going to do maybe what we'll do is we'll uh theater jump if it's like after go. marley and it's there down the hall we'll go down
0: there <laughs> bro and theater i watched jumps. it um i watched it at the lot at liberty station and i picked because it was like sold out everywhere and i picked second row oh bye. but no but it was like it was only like eight rows so it was still
1: Did you lean back
0: right there was nobody behind me you can order dinner i was against, in there, I was too, against you know? the wall mm-hmm. And there was nobody in front of me because it was the walkway. It was the perfect place to sit. And yeah, we got food. We got drinks. It was it was awesome. But it is long. It is yeah, long. We're going to Sinopolis
2: for this one. I like that one, too. I love Sinopolis. It's, a theater, it's yeah. just a little too far for me. Yeah, at, Elmar, a bit yeah. of a drive. Yeah.
0: Um, but yeah, we, movie started at 730. We got in the car at 1030. So it was three hours. Two oh. hours and 46 minute running time, it says. Mm-hmm. That's a long movie. It's a long movie. Even the servers tell you, too. Like, yeah, it's a long movie. Like, Buck right, along look. movie. Buckle yeah. up. Uh, but all right, boys. Uh Jason, thanks for filling in. Yeah, good luck tomorrow. Thanks. Jace uh Browner. Goodbye. Incredible that you shared the news. Good yep. See you later, bud. And goodbye. good luck to you tomorrow, man. Go everybody, go buy your tickets and support these two guys. Have fun. And uh, real quick, remember because Scott wanted me to say this. Uh, blenders that the 12, the limited, they're only a thousand pairs of those sunglasses, San Diego State. So Ooh. buy them before they sell out. All the money goes to San Diego
3: State. All right, everybody. Browner, go be a babysitter. Do your thing. Love you guys. Peace.